The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. You don't want it. You don't need it. But you're going to get it anyway. The Kevin Sheehan Show. Here's Kevin. One of them has a plate of down. The other one's a guard. Jay Gruden, uh, a few years ago, when referring to Scott McLuhan's first two first-round picks in 2015 and 2016, Josh Doxson and a guard. Uh, he was not super happy about either one. Uh, you'll hear what Jay Gruden said to me a few weeks ago, if you remember, specifically about that comment. Um, but we opened the show with the news that Washington has used the franchise tag on Brandon Sheriff once again. And then Doc Walker uh, will be my guest uh, after that. So... Washington uses a second straight franchise tag on Brandon Sheriff. 15 plus million last year, 18 plus million this year. Brandon Sheriff becomes the highest paid guard in the league by about 3 million bucks over Brandon Sheriff's 2020 deal of 15 million. Um, Brandon Sheriff, by getting a second consecutive tag, now has very little incentive, in my view, to strike a long term deal with the team. More importantly for me, it means that more likely than not, Brandon Sheriff will play 2021 in Washington for 18 million bucks and then leave via unrestricted free agency because the team will not be able to sign him uh, to a third tag or to tag him for a third time. It's way too cost prohibitive. It's too cost prohibitive now. My opinion on this is hasn't changed. I would not have tagged Brandon Sheriff. I would have tried to work out a long-term deal somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 million plus, you know, over, you know, if you just call it four years and you call it 60, maybe you give them, you know, 50, 55% of it guaranteed. If it's over five years and it's 75 million and you can get away with 35 to 40 million guaranteed somewhere in that neighborhood. And if he didn't want it, I would have moved on. Brandon Sheriff's a really good player. He was a first-team All-Pro player this year. I don't know if he's a first-team All-Pro player, but he was. I mean, he was voted that. I'm talking about in terms of ranking him against other guards in the game. Um, He is a terrific uh, locker room guy. He is, as Ron Rivera has referred to in the past, our better players need to be our better workers. That's Brandon Sheriff to a T. I've mentioned this many times that if you are a fan like I am and you're trying to determine what they're going to do in this in this offseason, use character as a key um, decision uh, data point. Like if you're trying to figure out what are they going to do in the draft, what are they going to do in free agency, are they going to make any trades, the players that you're thinking about them moving on 
and trading for or acquiring, you should have a handle on what kind of teammate they are, what kind of character they have, what kind of person they are. Because Brandon Sheriff and tagging Sheriff is an illustration, in my view, it's reflective of of Ron Rivera believing, I got to have Brandon Sheriff. I would rather have him on a long-term deal, but Brandon Sheriff represents the kind of person I want in this organization. That's why I've said before, I'd be very surprised if John Allen isn't extended before the opener in 2021. He is a favorite of Ron Rivera and that coaching staff, and he's a good player. But he's one of their better players and better workers. You can say, well, he's not as good as Ioannidis, or he's not as good as Deron Payne. And, you know, how are they going to sign Montez Sweat and Chase Young and Payne if they also extend John Allen? John Allen is a good player. Sometimes that gets lost in that conversation. He's a really good player. He would start for almost any other team in the league and be a really good player on almost any other team in the league. He is on a young defensive front that's loaded with talent, but he's part of that. But he is a Ron Rivera guy. Brandon Sheriff is a Ron Rivera guy. They want these kinds of people in the organization. So, Kevin, why didn't they sign him to a long-term deal last year? Well, Rivera, remember, said, I'm not making any big moves on anybody that I haven't gotten to know. I mean, Trent Williams was a big big part of that. Quinton Dunbar, they had a sense of who Dunbar was. They were totally willing to move on from Dunbar. Um, you know, the opportunity was two off seasons ago to get Brandon Sheriff to be aggressive, to extend him. Bruce Allen made, according to, you know, the people that I've talked to, you know, the typical Bruce Allen low ball offer. And it didn't go over well with Sheriff. And even if that was just Bruce's negotiating style and he was looking for a counteroffer, the bottom line is it put the team into a position last year where Sheriff was either going to get tagged or get a really good long-term deal. And the team wasn't in position last year, they didn't feel, to offer him a big-time long-term deal. So they signed him to the one-year tag. We've learned what the tag is. The tag, if you're a really good player really more likely than not has a chance to benefit the player more than the team. The franchise tag was designed to protect the team, to benefit the team with the really good players that they couldn't sign that they wouldn't you know, then lose. They could tag them to keep them, and they had to pay them an average of the top five at their position. The uh, interesting thing about the guard position is it's – combined with the tackle position. So the average of the top five guards and tackles is what Brandon Sheriff got in the tag last year and then add 20% to that in a year two tag. 18 million bucks, a little bit over 18 million. My big problem with this is as follows. It's a lot of money for a guard. They have the space this year, but it's going to lead to them losing him next year. A tag and trade Might be an idea. I don't think that that's what's going on here. I think that they're hopeful that he'll sign some sort of long-term deal before the July 15th deadline, but he doesn't have any incentive to do it. 33 million bucks in two years, and all he's got to do is wait a year for a bidding war in free agency for his services. Now, there's risk there. You know, if he were to get injured, I don't like it. I think it's too much money. But at the same time, I do understand what Ron Rivera is trying to do and the predicament they have. He's missed a third of his games over the last three years. 16 out of 48 regular season games he's been injured for. The position is not as important as the other 
positions on the offensive line, specifically any of the tackle positions, even though the position of guard has become more important in recent years. He's a really good player, but is he tr- is he truly elite? Should he have the top-level guard contract in the NFL with his recent injury history? It's a tough predicament for the team. Ron Rivera wants to continue with the number one goal of changing the culture, uh, especially on the football side of the operation. Brandon Sheriff is a big part of that. He loves Brandon Sheriff. I had some quotes here from the Nikki Javala story in the post on this that she had um, that I had forgotten even. Um, And let me read some of them to you from Ron Rivera about Brandon Sheriff. Um, Throughout the season, Rivera lauded Sheriff for his resiliency in overcoming injuries, saying he's a guy that's in it for the long haul, and he's in it for his teammates. He also praised Sheriff for his reliability amid constant change on offense. It doesn't matter, quote, it doesn't matter who he lines up next to. He's a great communicator. I think that's as important as it gets. He does a great job, closed quote. Uh, Rivera loves Brandon Sheriff. He's a team guy. He's the, he wants more of these kinds of guys. He didn't want to lose him after one year, and the only choice he had because they had tagged him last year was to tag him for a second year. Um, once you start down that franchise tag path, if you're young and you're good, you're gonna, it's going to benefit you more likely than the team. We've seen that over and over again. Uh, and we saw it with uh, the Dak Prescott signing as well. The Cowboys did get him ink, but my God, what they could have gotten him for three years ago if they had been aggressive and been decisive versus what they had to pay for this one. Anyway, netting it out, I don't love it. I wouldn't have done it. I would have done my best to get a long-term deal, and if it didn't work out, I would have said goodbye. But I understand the position they're in. I understand what they're trying to do from a culture standpoint. You know, it's one of those things where I think it's a lot of money, and I think that they're going to lose him next year. Um, But at the same time, you know, maybe they feel like with their group, with their offensive line coach, John Matsko, and if they have another good season, that maybe they can convince Brandon between now and the 15th, doubtful, but maybe from the end of next season and before the 2022 season to stick around and sign a long-term deal then. Who knows? Um, My prediction is... He'll play on the tag at $18 million and he will hit free agency literally about a year from now. And that more likely than not, they'll lose him. The history of guys that have signed a tag, a second tag, is that they lose the player after that final tag. That's the history of the tag. There are only two players that I could find earlier this morning um, that – Uh, stuck around after multiple uh, tags. And those players were Walter Jones in Seattle. If you recall, Walter Jones is the only player in the history of the league to sign three tags. He got tagged um, by uh, uh, by the Seattle Seahawks three times. And Demarcus Lawrence in Dallas played under two tags and then stayed with the team. That's it. Every other player that's had multiple tags, and there are at least 13 to 15 of them, have ended up after that second tag going elsewhere. All right, Doc Walker, when we come back, right after this word from one of our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. My guest today is my longtime friend from... 980, Doc Walker. Uh, Doc's joining us today. I gave him plenty of time to get ready for this segment. Actually, I didn't, and he he mocked me a little bit. I texted him, and I said, hey, any chance you can join me this morning at 930? And you said, I'll make time. Thanks for the heads up with a big thumbs up. But really, yeah. I only gave you 30 minutes to prepare. I didn't call you last night. I didn't let you know today. Um, uh, I just have been a little bit disorganized. My fault, but I'm so glad you make the time. You know what you do? You always make time for me, and it's much appreciated. How are you? Well, you know, you, I sleep standing up, so when you call, <laughs> I'm ready to go. You, you have to be an opportunist, opportunistic uh-huh. in order to run in your circle. Um, you sleep standing up. You've used that line before. You are always ready to pounce on an opportunity. I don't know how much appearing on my podcast is an opportunity. Um, well, but, a million, a million uh, subscribers never hurts. But I am very glad to have you on the podcast. Well, you know what? The, the good thing about the podcast is many of the conversations that you and I have had together off the air have been more entertaining than the ones we've had on the air. Oh, absolutely. And we've absolutely. entertained ourselves, certainly, if not others, maybe a couple of others, on the mm-hmm. air. Um, one of my favorite things with Doc is over the years, you know, when my show was over and then his show was over, Doc would call, you know, we, we'd talk and I'd say, uh, where are you headed? And he said, well, you know, I got a meeting with this client. I got another meeting here and I got a meeting yeah. there. And then I got a dinner plan with this person, business related. And then yeah. I'm hopeful to get home by midnight. And then he'd say, what are you doing? And I said, I'm at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> Eating lunch. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Chick-fil-A. <clears throat> um, on the pike. Fan now, big time. Yeah. And um, spent a lot of time there in that line. The pandemic has altered a lot of our patterns uh it is also and i think it will prove to have brought out a um another side of all of us that you you know you never know what you are capable of doing until you have to do it that's why i mean i'm a big um a big fan of of watching uh life below zero by the Alaska yeah. and yeah, you love that show for some reason. I love it because yeah. it shows you what we're capable of doing if pressed. I mean, if you eat what you kill, <laughs> yeah. Well, you you're always warm, you got to go chop a tree down. I mean, you have to if you want a shelter, you got to build it. And so, I, I think it's been a great uh, for me, you know, as a restart, reset, and um, to realize that it really is a competitive field. It's a game, you know. I've always looked at it that way, and it's just. Because when you grow up in sports, it's highly competitive. 
And that's the beauty of it. And there's, you know, not everybody can't win. There's some disappointment that goes along with it. It's part of, part of the process. But I live by code. And so I'm prepared for it and really relish it and enjoy the hell out of it because you're, you're challenged. And, um, you know, as you age, you know, your options just start to get limited. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad to still have that burning desire, man, to succeed. In all seriousness, um, for a man who is much more adept – um, and by the way, highly productive as an indoor guy. And I'm not talking about your professional career as a football player. You played games outdoors. But you don't um, – I know you well enough to know that you're prepared for disaster. But if okay. you were actually put out in the middle of the woods and asked to survive, it it wouldn't be pretty. You you don't like animals. You don't like the wild. That's not true. You, there's I, a lot about the wild, wild that animals. would terrify you. No, I don't love wild animals. <laughs> yeah. No. no yeah. yeah. You would not want to be out there. You know, needing to build a lean-to, to try yeah. to try to make fire with a couple of sticks, and there are a couple of bears running loose in the woods. That would not be something you'd you'd like. And, and, but you would. No, I didn't say I would. Oh, okay. I'm about to say you intimate. No, no, I know. No, I don't know. But no, I know I'd you wouldn't be. I'd love to be, you know, at at, at the Ritz Carlton, you know, looking over uh, the Potomac. But if you have to deal with it, you got to deal with it. And I think that's the beauty about survival. Even as we look at history mm-hmm. and just look at what you know our forefathers dealt with, and how people who built this. I mean, really, seriously. I mean, we 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 have fun with it. We laugh about it. But um, I wouldn't trade errors. I mean, I I love the fact that we we just raced to 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 Mars and the Moon and all this stuff mm-hmm. and electric cars. Now there's progression. I mean, I grew up as the Jetsons kid and watching the Jetsons and and all the things that you watched now that are beyond reality. It's crazy um, what what is going on. And then it comes down to this most simple basics of human beings can we coexist in this environment and this is what the challenge is now we got people that refuse to wear a mask in the midst of a pandemic <laughs> you know what i mean that's how <laughs> ignorant some people are so I mean, to, and, and so yeah the challenges are still here it's still highly competitive mm-hmm. we lost a you know half a million people and some they were gonna die you know people die it's not like they're gonna live forever mm-hmm. And I, I don't trust all the numbers. I don't trust any of these people. They've proven to be unlawful, untrust. Well, you can't trust them. Mm-hmm. So they're fudging things. A lot of people, my mother was in a nursing home for about a year and a half. You know, older people who have problems, yeah, they, they're, it's on the short list. They're vulnerable. And I don't for one moment believe that everybody that has passed away has been COVID-19 related. I'll never believe that. How did we get on this? Well, because what we do, we deal with everything. Well, you, I, I know you, we do. You, you, have you been? Have you been? You're va- part of the culture now, so excuse me. Let have me you, let. Have you been? Have you been vaccinated? Uh, once, yeah. The second one's coming up uh, soon. Shortly, by uh, end of the month, I'll be. Can we typically t- good to go? Can we talk? Um, I know we've done this before, but I, it came up in conversation recently with Christopher. Um, <laughs> Uh-huh. About uh, about your preparation, your winter survival kit prep. Yeah, 
you know, for you laughed at it, you mocked it all the time. You mock it, but <clears throat> like I did, tell my kids, um, Aaron is in Austin, Texas. Right. Oh, I and know. He went down. Yeah, pretty. So you know, you have kids. It's just so. But uh, but he had that bad him, weather. Yeah. Kept telling him. Had he listened? Now he slept in the car for a minute. He had to go through all that. But had he listened? I said, you had your gloves. Where's your kit? And he did have some things in there. I always said, get a duffel bag. You know, we're in a duffel bag business because mm-hmm. of all the events and games and, you know, you coach and I've volunteered. So we got a lot of duffel bags. It's probably, you say, what's the one item you have? In, we we in, have a lot. Duffel. We have a lot of duffel bags. There are 12 duffel bags in the mudroom. No exactly. doubt. Yeah. So I say, just pack one, just in case. You got enough things that sweats and things that, that can protect you just in case. Well, you know, he's a believer now. Okay. What he's happened? Did he was he was his life threatened because of the terrible well, weather in he Texas? Had a car. He was in Austin, Texas, in a <clears> car, <throat> right. trying to create heat. He had no water. You, you judge. <laughs> Hold on for a second. See, there's a big difference. If you live in an area that doesn't get that kind of weather, which it's rare down there. You also know that they're ill-prepared to deal with it when it happens. Remember, we were down there Super during Bowl. that Super Bowl week yeah. when they had the they had the second <clears throat> they had the worst weather week until the one they had, you know, a few weeks back. Right. And Tommy and I have told the story. I mean, remember I had to I was basically Tommy's chauffeur for a Is week. the in the legendary Tom Lavero. <laughs> I chauffeured him around everywhere because he could not walk on the ice. No, no. Um, Neither could I. Well, well, I know, but you you were a little bit more athletic even at your age. But yeah. for those that don't know what we're talking about, Doc, every single you know August or September, sometime in that time frame, he puts together a winter survival kit that he keeps in his car. And I just think in an area like ours, first of all, we can get big storms and serious storms. Yeah, we um, can. But we are more prepared for it than Texas is, okay? And there isn't... <clears throat> well, well my name is bricks. Okay? So let's not cover this thing up. Those jerks tried to beat the system and got busted. I and, and anybody that chooses to be a part of that <laughs> is on their own. I mocked they you. They were forced to go to Texas. He went on his own. I mocked you for all of those years because I just, I know what your commute is. I know the, yeah. the where you go. You're not driving to an area in which if for whatever reason you got stranded, you couldn't walk to some sort of indoor restaurant, hotel, or facility. That, Absolutely. So what was the point all those years of having that? You were never going to need it. And you never yeah, will you need it that. living here. No, you don't know that. Just water. I guarantee you, like right now, uh-huh. I know you have water in your car. Yeah, uh, in the back. But no, I don't. I don't have water in the car. I I had water in the car, and I brought it in with me to the studio today to do the show. Uh, bottled water. Uh, you're embarrassing. You're embarrassing me. You know, don't do this <clears throat> to your legion of, of followers. People that respect you, uh-huh. they think that you're above uh, reproach. And all I'm saying is that you all, like, look, I've seen how you've treated your children. You've had them in expo- exposure in events with no protection, no jackets, no nothing. Oh, my God. That's... And I'm going, I can't believe you. Yeah, I'd rather, if you can take it off, but you can't put it on if you don't have it. 
Doc, for years, when we would do when we were doing the pregame show together, and we would be sitting outdoors at FedEx Field, yeah, and especially late in the season when it got yeah. really cold, it's brisk. It's and brisk. I would usually bring one, sometimes two of my three boys to the pregame yeah. show. They love to hang out. They love to watch it. They love the free food. <laughs> oh, and on, yeah. on, I miss that. And on those, I missed it. I miss it too. On one of those days, probably more than one, it was cold, maybe in the thirties and freezing. Your wife would have, and I tell them, clawed your eyes out had she known. And I told them, put the coat on. But you know what? I'm a real big believer, and if you don't want to listen to me, then you'll pay yeah. the price on your own, and you'll learn on your own. Yeah, and hard head. My mom, the folk, old folks say, you know, a hard head. Uh, makes for a soft behind because you're gonna get your behind toe up. I get what you're saying, but it just was barbaric. <laughs> one of those days, it was For cold, me. and one of the boys was shivering, was shivering. <laughs> and standing because we had the heaters out on the stage. Remember yeah. those heaters? And yeah. one of them was curled up next to the heater, and I just looked at him and I'm like, "I told you, I told yeah. you what to wear." Yeah. You, and and I you're told lucky. You I was threatening you to call your wife <laughs> and tell her. What was going on? Um, Big Al just came in town uh, a couple days ago, and you know he's got on flip flops. Where is Al now? He's in um, Fort Myers. Oh, that's right. Florida. You told me that, and he yeah, came in he in the middle up. of winter in flip flops. He's in flip flops. Yeah, the dude is. And I look at him. I go seriously, <laughs> you know, and uh, I go, man, I don't get you in flip flops. It's thirty. You know, <laughs> yeah, I get in the car with him the other day, and I say, anymore. "Hey, man, where's your jacket?" Yeah. And he goes, you're looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> I said, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, hey, man, all I can do <laughs> remember, is... Remember that stage, though? It oh, was, stage, b- by the way, that stage, um, the heaters... More times than not, they weren't even working. Didn't work. It was just... Yeah. Or, it was just... They were props up yeah. on the stage. Yeah. And our beloved <laughs> um, commander, Chris Tank Johnson... <laughs> He sent a photo. I, I forwarded it to you. Yeah, my you favorite photo. Oh my God, that set up there with you, man. That's uh, and I'm so happy that he did it. He like emptied out his phone. It's like he dumped his. <clears throat> he dumped like 15 years of his life. Right. It's almost like he just did a dump, and that dump. Uh, I cherish it. I, I look at it. I laugh because really we have nobody to blame or to be angry or nothing because what we have privy, what we've done, our trips, I mean, it, it just, we have a lot, we have a lot of memories. We got a whole, and let me tell you what, I, I was doing uh, the garbage uh, time podcast last night. And, and I was saying, man, whenever you get to do what you truly love to do for a living, you're stealing. And that's what most people you like to hope that your ambition, if you're lucky enough in your lifetime, and you really won't appreciate it until you do something else that you really consider as work. You know, as much as we played, you never considered it. It's never, I've never even mentioned it as work. It's never been, it's just an absolute passion if you can follow a dream in any sort. And, um, and all seriousness, because you've coached. I mean, it's still when that one child kid comes up, which happened to me two weeks ago, a um, good friend of mine owns Sprint, and he was like at a, an event, tracked me to wherever a young man came up, and he said he played. 
um, for me on our Fairfax staff. I mean, just anybody that calls you coach, right. to me, right. it's just one of the highest honors because you can't get it. You can't buy it. You got to put the work in, which means you're there two hours earlier. You, you know, you're buying treats, you're getting water, you're filling up ice chests. You're doing all that. You're stopping by Mickey D's afterwards. You're doing, you, you got a first aid kit with you, all of these things. And it's the dialogue and the fellowship. And that young man, I was so pumped to hear from this young man who is a champion at Fairfax uh, High School, a rebel, and uh, how he said it's still impacting his life on some of the things we discussed that we talked about. And you know, you tell him and you do the same thing as you coach hoops. It's not just about the basketball game. No. It's about the game of life. I, um, I mean, look, you, you, you've coached so much too. And there is, um, there really is something really cool about, you know, staying in touch with some of the kids that you coach. Mm. Like mm. I, I, there's, you know, a kid who, who played for me for many, many years, mm-hmm. you know, um, and was, by the way, one of these kids, Doc, who was just super competitive innately. Mm-hmm. Like he just had, you know, he was a leader. He wanted to compete. He wanted to win. And I'm talking about from a young age. And by the way, well, that is something. Tell. Yeah, you can tell. And, you know, I still, from him and probably, you know, close to a half dozen others, will get text mm-hmm. messages every once in a while mm-hmm. with, you know, how you doing or this is what I'm doing. What do you think about this? And I love that. I love that. You know, I, and, and, and it is, but back to the station because I didn't mean yeah. to, to go in this route, but Zabe was on with me last week and we talked a lot about it. You, we what, really Steve did. Steve Zabin? Yeah, the Steve Zayden. You had Steve Zayden on a podcast? Yeah, but we really wow. we really did have something that, you know, I think while we're all in it, we recognize how much fun we're having, but um sometimes we don't appreciate how much we have collectively as that yeah. group. And and by the way, I include all the listeners in that as well. Oh yeah. But I Yeah, everybody. Bobby, Bobby North Carolina. Let me tell you what. <laughs> the the thing that's so cool is with technology, you know, had we been in the 50s and 60s, I mean, you know, it would have been a wrap. But now you're never out of the game because there's no reason for you not to be able to reconnect with the listener unless you just don't want to. Because there's so social media, um, which you dominate, but there's so yeah, many outlets yeah, now right, right. that, um, you know, they're there. I talk to Toothpick at least once a week. <laughs> you know, and well, yeah, a lot of our listeners have become our friends over the years. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Clay, I, and Clay and Neil. You know, oh, uh, Clay and Neil, but obviously, that's family. That, I mean, that's beyond. Yeah. Hey, that's family. But you I know, mean, I, I yeah. wanted to say this before you continue, and somehow you'll work your way back to COVID. I wanted to say to you um, what I said um, recently, and this is true, and most of you know that you know Doc was at the station longer than anybody, Doc, Scott, Lynn, CJ, really from the beginning, from the very mm-hmm. beginning, pretty much. Um, still to this day, I have three boys. Doc has three boys as well. His mm-hmm. boys are older than mine, but my boys are are getting up there as well. Still to this day, and it's the this is the God's honest truth, mm-hmm. whenever they ask about anybody at the radio station, the first person is 
How is Doc doing? And I've said this to you before, but those of you that just have listened to Doc over the years don't understand what Doc is off the air. Doc is, first of all, a great motivator. He really is. He would have been a phenomenal coach, would have been phenomenal you know, leader of businesses. He's a motivational speaker, by the way, by trade. But beyond that, he is phenomenal with young people phenomenal. And he is and always was the big voice, the largest, you know, presence in a room the minute he walked into it. And for young people, and we've all seen that with older people that have that kind of presence, young people gravitate towards that person and young people love Doc Walker. I've and and the way you handle young people with your sense of humor, with your personality, you become very memorable. Still to this day, Casey more than anybody because uh, Casey, Casey is my oldest was the uh, first to get to know you because he got yeah. to know you when, when you and I did a show together. Yeah. And Casey will still if he asks, you know, how's work going, he'll say, "How's Doc? Have you talked to Doc recently? How's Doc doing?" Yeah, yeah, still to this day. Guy. Well, you know, we were at that fundraiser. It's amazing because it's a year anniversary, maybe a couple of weeks ago, a fundraiser we were out at. Yeah, MGM. when he ran into you. Yeah. My God, did that make me my day? It was a poker tournament. It was he, poker he's thing. at a poker tournament. Yeah. Good looking dude comes up to me. I see him in my eye looking at me. I said, God, there's your wife. Thank God that they didn't take <laughs> yeah. after you. And I, we hug and, and I, I just, they had the second annual, obviously, it was virtual. It couldn't, obviously, we couldn't do it this year. But uh, hopefully the way um, the vaccine and the way that competent leadership is pushing us uh, towards hopefully a finish line, we'll be able to do it next year. And so there's a lot to look forward to. Uh, the kids who hang around jocks and, and, and like deep jocks, we are like not just athletes, but really radio jocks. It's a whole different ball game. It, it really is. And, and it's the part about a brotherhood that it exists because of our method of communication. And, you know, it's one of those things that um, you, you just, you do cherish it. And like I say, thank goodness for the technology that allows us all these different outlets now. So if you're not heard, it's because you don't want to be heard. By the way, <clears throat> that poker tournament where you ran into Casey a year mm -hmm. ago, you know, Casey of my three boys, my oldest, I've got three boys, and he's the one that just really couldn't care less about sports. Couldn't care less about sports. Yeah. Has yeah, never been into it. Dope. You know, all these, you know, you've got three boys yeah. are all so different. Uh, um, but he called me that day. This was before he had run into you. Mm -hmm. And he's at, a, he's at one of the poker tables. He was there for his company. Mm -hmm. And he said, hey, Dad, I'm sitting next to um, the coach of Maryland. He's such a good dude. We're having such a great time. He says hello. And I said, who are you sitting next to? Turgeon? He goes, uh, the football coach. By the way, he still had, had – could Casey, yeah, Casey wouldn't have known Mike Loxley mm -hmm. if Mike Loxley you know, walked into the place with a sign on his forehead that said, I'm right. the Maryland football coach right. because he just couldn't care less. But it was funny because I ran into Lox like two weeks later at a Wizards game, I think it was. or mm -hmm. I don't know. It, no, it may have been um, – was something at Capital One Arena, and he said, "I had the best time with your son at that poker tournament." And I and I told him, I said, "My other two boys would have peppered you with one question after another about recruiting and about the quarterback situation." <laughs> Casey couldn't name one player on your team, um, but yeah. uh, but Locks had a good time with him too. All right, um, 
The reason for for getting you on the show wasn't necessarily this, but I'm glad we talked a lot about this. But I did want to get your uh, get your your opinion on Brandon Sheriff being tagged and Dak Prescott signing this long term deal. We'll do that right after this word from one of our sponsors. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time tested gift around a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. One of them has a plate of down, the other one's a guard. <laughs> yeah, you, re- <laughs> you remember and a guard, and a and guard, guard when Jay said that about Brandon <clears throat> Sheriff. You know, yeah. I don't think there was a ton of love lost between Scott McLuhan and Jay Gruden. The funny thing is, is McLuhan said about Jay, Jay's best strength was as an evaluator. Said of yeah, the coaches that Jay was great at evaluating talent. And, yeah. and Jay liked Brandon Sheriff. Um, and a little mm-hmm. later on here in the show, um, I'm going to play back from Jay's appearance on the podcast a few weeks ago, what he said about mm-hmm. those comments that he made. But they signed Brandon Sheriff to another tag, second straight tag. He's going to make over $18 million next year. Mm-hmm. What is your reaction to that? Other than I know what it, part of it is, which is great for Brandon. Um, but what is yeah. your But what is your reaction to the team doing that? You know, I'm not opposed um, to it. I, I don't have a connection with them. Um, I'm looking at how they run their business, and I can't be disappointed. A guy who produces, if he's healthy, he's a, he's a, he's a great factor for you. Um, I don't necessarily think the offense fits him, but that's their business. And if they – the guy I know, when you put him out on the open road, he's a steamroller. And yet I don't see that. And, and maybe they'll get to that, you know. And that's why I just think that, you know, you got to give Coach Turner a shot at building his system and fitting it to his personnel. I, I think the offensive line coach was fantastic. Sheriff, big bull, he don't surprise me. Schweitzer, wow, what a job. Lucas, great job. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just – I'm going to be – a guy that looks at it and goes, it doesn't bother me either way. Um, and I'm hesitant to – I can't say what I would do. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not them. And they got to fit their offense. Um, based on how they used him last year, I don't know if I would have done it. But maybe they're going to change and really utilize his strength and get him out on the open road so he can kill people the way he used to. <laughs> but you don't think they're going to do that. You're going to think they're going to run a lot of shotgun, and they're going to run a lot of you know, zone run scheme stuff, Based and they're going to throw they, a lot of the, sideways yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, to me... You want to see mean, him line it up improve. and ra- ram it down people's throats using Sheriff to lead the way. 
Yeah, also, but, but you know how he was in open when when they got him out on the flank and let him pull. Yeah, he was unbelievable. Right. And so, but they don't do it. So that just because they didn't do it doesn't mean they may not do it. Is what I'm saying. I got to give them the benefit of the doubt. I have no other choice because they're all I have. You know, and it's just about winning for me. I'm not tied up in the politics of it. That's their deal. They'll hang themselves by it or they'll be anointed, you know, as gods if they do it right. But whatever they do in the offensive line, I'm never going to be mad because that's really all I care about is both interiors. And we have got to be better because we got the ball crammed down our throat against Tampa and we couldn't bust a great moving the line of scrimmage on our own. So that's it. And so I got to be encouraged by the fact that they keep you know, one of their best, if not their best. Yeah, the issue is they're paying him $18 bucks for one year, and then more likely than not, he's going to be a free agent next year. They're not going to sign him to a third tag. Nobody does that. You, right. And, and so he'll hit unrestricted free agency a year from now. I, I wonder why they aren't able to get a long-term deal done with him. Is it more him or is it more them? You know, he has missed a third of the games over the last three yep. years. He's missed 16 out of 48 games, you know, with injury. And so I understand their hesitancy, you know, in giving him the biggest deal in the history of the league if that's what he wants. But they've now paid him, or they're on the verge potentially of paying him $33 million. He was the highest paid guy last year at $15 million on a franchise tag. He'll be the highest paid guy again this year if he plays on the franchise tag. And then they're going to lose him more yeah, likely like than not. It's, it's just like your boy. It's exactly about what's going to happen, and we'll just have to ask him what happened. That's why in revisionist history, go all the way back, then 77 was at left guard. He wanted $10 million. They told him to hit it, so he goes to Miami. Luckily. Flowers. They, yeah, luckily. 77 They got flowers. a guy that can coach, man. 77 and, flowers for those. And so people. they were able to get, everybody knows. If they don't know that, they're not on your podcast, believe me. <laughs> And so Schweitzer played his butt off. I was so proud of him and Lucas. I thought the left side, really, that was the most encouraging part of the team to me. And uh, that they got David Sharp to bend his knees and extend himself. And if he'll get his behind in shape in the offseason, he might be able to help him. They took three guys that weren't starters and had them out on the team that won the division. So... Whatever happens with Brandon Sheriff, you know, on that side or whatever, I'm not I'm not concerned about it. I think that they'll be fine. And financially, I guess they're betting on the cap um, or whatever. I have no idea what they're doing. I just am glad that if we're going to throw money around, throwing them with the big boys on the old line, D line, and then I'm okay. I damn sure am not interested in a receiver, you know, or another running back or what are these guys. I, that, that would make me throw up in my mouth. <laughs> for someone who really does know um, offensive line coaches, you played for the best in in Bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you weren't as close to the team this year, obviously, as you have been in years past. But what did you make of the job that Matsko did? Fantastic. That's what I'm saying. Lucas was in Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Sharp. They were. They were. Uh, the other kid was in Atlanta. They were not starters. Yep. So you have to look at that and marvel, let alone Chase Rouillet, your six-round pick who just got paid. So that's another drop in the bucket where I go, your, their staff, their scouting people that they much maligned, 
They brought him some people. Yep. They have people. So when I look at Tim Settle, yeah, you expect Payne and Allen. Yeah, but Tim Settle is playing with them. Ioannidis, who is a J guy, I thought, if you ask me, you can only keep one of the three, Ioannidis, before the injury. Yeah, you did say that. You were on him early. It, it, it Listen, Strong, it's all on tape. Yeah, strongest dude on the about team. about what we do. He is a monster. It's just like the guy with the highest upside on the entire team, in my opinion, is Montez Sweat. More than and, Payne? Yeah, man, Montez Sweat. I don't know where his ceiling is. Yeah, I love I mean, Sweat. But... The dude is un... We don't even... The best is yet to come. Yeah. Chase did... You know what? Can you imagine the pressure of being the second pick in the draft? He swat, He ate it up because he doesn't mind working. You know, we've had guys here who didn't love the process. This is one thing Cool Dog always nailed. And Cooley had a great perception and a feel. You got to determine not your 40 time, but I want to know, are you a rat, Jim Rat? Do you love the game? Do You, you got to love it. If you don't love it, they'll be finding out, they'll te- what time did you get here? That means he don't love it. You know, it's like our kids. I used to have to tell my the three boys, they were up, I said, hey, get out of the house. And they would look at me and they say, how long do we have to be out there? That's when I knew <laughs> these guys are going to end up in the business world. <laughs> yeah. whenever, whenever, well, they had too many garages and too much air conditioning yeah, in no, that they house. Just, but now they ended up being highly competitive. They gave it their shot. But the bottom line is that <laughs> the kid that's dribbling and it wakes you up because yeah. he's banging that board off the board at 6 a.m. Right. That's the guy. Yeah. And so that has nothing to do with athleticism or, or ethnicity. It has nothing to do with it. Well, yeah, and nothing to do with I ethnicity, it. sure. It has nothing to do with it. Yeah, I don't. I didn't think it did. No, it has nothing to do with what it has to do with. Well, it, it does Larry have something. Bird, to, you, Larry Bird yeah. was in French Lick, Indiana, right? Shooting a thousand a day on the side of a barn. Remember what you said about how you one of the questions you would ask as a recruiter, as yeah. a recruiter, yes. would be what? How many garages did your Air home have? And air conditioning. I and said, did you have air conditioning? I'd break my tie based on <laughs> the kid who had ice. If he had ice and the other kid didn't, I'm taking the kid that didn't. Right. I said I would break my – it was my tiebreaker. It was – the the tiebreaker was did you – did your home have air conditioning? Yeah. And by the way, what – central air or a, 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 a window unit? It, well, you can put a fan. No, no, no. A fan is not air conditioning. Okay, a fan no, is it a isn't. fan. Yeah, fan just circulates hot air. Fan just circulates hot air. Yeah, live that. We never had AC. All I'm saying is that I, that's how I would determine my tiebreaker. Garage, garages too. If they if they had more garage, than yeah, one garage, garage, you were not going to sign oh, that no, player. No, I don't want him. I don't want him. I pass. <laughs> you would pass on yeah, that. I pass. Um, I want the kid like me had no car in his family. Mm-hmm. Nobody drove. You know, so you either had to bike it, hitchhike it. Develop a relationship to get to wherever you got to go. I'm telling you, when I when I look at this team and the guys that I disadore are the guys like Cameron Curl. You know, Cameron Curl, wow, what a beast. My guy, DeShazar Everett. Yeah. You know, he 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 has a room here at my house. All I say, D, all you gotta do, man, you never be homeless. But I don't know if the torn pectoral, if he'll recover. Same thing with Matt. Matt with the bicep. They've got Landon Collins with the Achilles. So they've got three guys that are premium players, but you don't know 
what will happen. So it opens up an opportunity. And what did Cameron Curl do? He snatched it. He snatched it. And um, so I'm going to see if Hudson is a guy at the linebacker. We need we need linebacker help. I loved him on you know, teams. Loved him on team. KPL is my dog. Let me tell you what. They've got guys. That's the thing. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about – well, I ain't worried about none of it. But I am interested as to who they bring in and if they're – who the veteran – do they go vet quarterback or rook quarterback for the third guy in the competition? That's to me, the one thing I'm very interested in. And, um, and if we will pick up another back and will we get a guy who's been a running back, not a receiver, but a running back, you know, that pass pass pro steps up and tries to knock the dental work out of somebody, some linebacker coming in and a guy that just wants the football and doesn't have to be replaced. So we'll see. Um, I do want your thoughts on what they should do at quarterback, and I do want to talk about Dak Prescott. We'll do that right after this word from one of our sponsors. Doc Walker uh, hanging out with us on the podcast today. Um, Who do you want the quarterback to be in 2021? The best guy. I know. Who's the best guy? Uh, I don't know. I don't have any idea. They'll have to roll them out there and get them through the system if they get to have OTAs, if they get to have the kind of work that they um, hopefully have. It'll be quite interesting to see Heineke and Allen, you know, uh, Montez and whomever, the veteran or the rookie that they bring in. I'd like to see both. I'd like to see a guy that's done it before. And also, if you can pick up a toddler, um, second day of the draft, whatever they decide. Again, that's where Mayhew... That's his response. Herney, that's their thing. Go after it. They got a, they got ample people over there. Um, f- run your process. Figure it out. Joe Douglas, um, the GM in New York, recently said about Sam Darnold, eight teams have reached out to the Jets about Sam Darnold. Washington has been reported to be one of them. What do you think of Sam Darnold? Oh, I loved him as a Trojan yeah. um, because he's a linebacker that happens to play quarterback. Reminds me of Billy Kilmer in terms of his toughness. You got to get a guy that's tough, man. And he's tough. And I don't need a drama queen. We went through that. I don't need a drama queen. I need a tough dude to get in there and take control of a huddle. And so, yeah, I like the Trojan a lot. Uh, he was thrust into uh, the Jets, which is not far from what was here. So he should be very accustomed and, and relieved to be in a program that's moving forward, I would think he'd be pumped. Um, The Deshaun Watson situation in Houston, I haven't asked, I don't think we've talked Mm -hmm. about this off the air, but I'm just curious, you know, he signed this massive deal in September, Mm -hmm. uh, August, September, um, and now he wants to get dealt out of that place. Um, If you were handling the situation as the owner or the general manager, how would you handle it? Owner or general manager of what team? Of Houston. Houston? Well, he's all you have. So you either turn it into a Jerry Jones blue chip that alters the change of your program, the future of your program, or you it's chicken. Are you really going to sit out? Prove it. They're going to lose either way. So if I'm the owner, I got nothing else to lose. Even with him, they'll be terrible. They're awful. They've wrecked the program um, by letting a guy – who I mean, I have a lot of respect for his football IQ, 
but he's obviously a lunatic. And uh, you don't give up the gym that they had at the Bill receiver. O, Bill O'Brien you're talking about. Bill, yeah, Bill O'Brien. I mean, yeah. good God almighty. Hell of a football guy, but maybe he's not a good GM or whatever. So <laughs> well, he's a terrible GM, yeah. Yeah, but that's the only owner. Then the owner's a terrible owner then. You got to quit covering up for these people who are incompetent, who can't hire people worth a damn. They get no results, and yet they continue to have their positions. If Deshaun Watson were made available and you're Washington, would you make a run at him? And so you have to gut your program. Yeah. And you, so you what, what do I have left? What do I have left? I'm better than Houston, but the way this program is after one year of looking at what they had to root out, no, no, I wouldn't. I would bet on the fact that competence will prevail. And if you get good people as they've proven that they are capable of doing on a short sample size with this, restrictions up to yin yin, just look at how they handle COVID. No, you're right. This group this group is seems to be far ahead oh, yes. of the groups of the past. It's still the same owner, so it could yeah, well, it could turn the other that, way. But that but that but but that's the league. That's the league. The league's a cesspool. The thirty two guys in there, they're not inclusive. They don't want anybody in their club that doesn't look like they look or act like they look. So they get what they get. This is no mystery. Yeah, but beyond beyond you interjecting that part, which is a completely different conversation. It ain't nothing different this, about it. It's the same this crap. Is, this, 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 is is a bad, this is a bad years. owner. Terrible. 21 owner. years. Yeah. Okay, so what's your record? You're 0-21. Yeah, 0 for 21. So I don't want to hear none of that. Gar- and I would not. Get off the trail that they they're on right now, and the reason that they're on it is because they have eliminated his influence so far. Yeah, right. That's so the only reason that it works. By the way, real quickly before I forget this, you know, I I forget what your position was on Dwayne coming out of the draft. I didn't like him coming out of the draft. Cooley didn't. I didn't. I remember forcing Cooley to watch tape of him. But when I saw him play. Mm-hmm. In that preseason and the short sample size we had his rookie year, mm-hmm. I, you and I, I think we're in agreement. We there was something there about him mm-hmm. that we liked. He, I thought he was kind of fearless. I thought that he, you know, felt like this was not above him, which was a good sign. Like he didn't mm-hmm. play scared. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised ultimately that it that it unraveled as quickly as it did for him here? No, because if I'm willing to give a guy twenty million dollars, don't you think I could spend a hundred grand on somebody to get him to work on time? See, this is where I, I I look at how they ran, how they handled situations, and I just cringe. Oh, you're willing to give a guy twenty million, but you won't pay somebody a hundred grand to make sure he's at work on time and to be there with him. To me, that's short-sightedness. This is not just football, man. This is people. Do your due diligence. It's the same group that brought Albert Hainsworth here. He's been a jackass since junior high. But yet, they brought him here and act like they were shocked (laughs) that he was under-motivated. Do your due diligence. Okay? Get people who understand how to communicate to people. They've had some of the worst communicators in the history of sports Yeah, in one building. Yep. And this is what happens. Okay, so the kid's immature. Well, how the hell did Ohio State get out, get that out of him? 
They had because they understand how to communicate with people. They don't give you an option. They have an environment. It's all about winning. They're trying to win it all every year, and everybody knows that. You always had mixed signals here in the past. You don't know what the hell's going on. And so if somebody did step in to pick a guy that didn't know the guy they're picking, bingo, to $20 million out the door. Cost you $100,000. I had a lot of picked him up every day. Yeah, but, had him to work. but you've already said that if you, if you have to invest a hundred thousand dollars to keep somebody on track, yeah. you, you don't you, that 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 person can't be your your fifteenth pick overall in the first round. Well, if you I, want to take a know. role, if I don't you, know. Dallas Cowboys proved it. Calvin Hill has the job that most people don't want. He's great at it, and if the Hall of Famer that they have security on. Needs some help. They got him to help. And guess what? He's a Hall of Famer. And they win games with him. People have issues. Hold on. Man. What, what, what are you talking about there? I'm talking Calvin, about Calvin Hill's position with the Dallas Cowboys. Right. has nothing to do with X's and O's. Right. What it does, it had to do about humans and about getting performance. Okay. I thought and you said when, he, when he was playing. And I'm like, no, who, no, no, who, not play, who not was playing. he? Okay. His position with the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Right now. Right is exactly what was missing here, but now they've kind of covered it here. So is, who's he but responsible Jason, for, Alden Smith? He's responsible for anybody that has a Issues? history that requires his presence. <laughs> right. Well, okay. could, and we've had him here, too. Could, and what we do, we let him go to San Francisco and be all pro for another team. Okay? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everything, we, we, you know, it's the Kirk Cousins deal, it's the Trent Williams deal. People aren't perfect. Yeah. People have problems. Your job is to fix it. Right. So we can't fix our problems here so other people benefit from it. That's my point. The point is you got to look at yourself. And they've done – well, they didn't do it. The league has forced their hand now. If you think this is voluntary, then you're dumb as bricks. Okay, the (laughs) league has forced their hand. As a result, now you got people in there that are actually communicating. And the job that Jason's doing, my goodness gracious. It's amazing what can happen when you get people in and it's a unanimous decision to just try to win. It's all so simple. Not somebody's ego, but just when we develop and build a program. One year with a quarterback that was in it, you saw what happened. You know, you know what's interesting about what you just said, and this is these are the conversations that I love having with Doc because he is motivational speaker, but more importantly, played for championship teams and championship people, and he is a champion. Ego's such a huge thing when it comes to team. Even if you have one, if you have somebody that's not willing to set it aside for the greater you know, entity, the team, he can't be a part of it. You don't have to, you don't have to find people that don't have ego. You have to find people who are willing to set aside that ego for the betterment of the team. You know, one of the things that Ron Rivera said to me when I had him on the radio show a couple of weeks ago that I've um, repeated several times, because I love the way he put it, because to me, he's a guy that I do think gets it when it comes to the kind of Mm -hmm. people that you have Mm -hmm. to have. And he said, my best players have to be my best workers. Mm-hmm. And if your best players aren't your best workers, then the example being set by your best players is a bad one. And therefore, if they can get away without being the best workers, everybody else can. So your best players have to be your best workers. And then when it comes to ego, on really good teams, 
it's possible you can have a guy, have a guy with an ego off the charts, but he's got to be so good mm-hmm. and so much better than anybody else and so influential in the outcome of games and, and seasons. Um, but for the most part, yeah. So um, real quickly, because I want to get to Prescott, who do you think is the starting quarterback season opener 2021? Taylor Heineke, Kyle Allen, or somebody who's not on the roster right now? Um, I have no idea because I don't know who the veteran. If they bring in a veteran, he clearly will start. Well, the we- guy that they bring in because he'll be a starter in this league, and neither one of these guys has been that. So it's clearly the veteran that they bring in as a starter. So I need a guess from you. I hate when you do that. I don't this. guess. That's your job. I want, you I want. I analyze. I want guess. a prediction from you. I don't I, Okay, I job. want a gut feel from you that's on cool. whether or not they're going to stick with the two guys they have and one of them will start, or if they're going to continue. We know they tried for Stafford. Mm-hmm. We understand that they have made inquiries with the Jets about Darnold. Mm-hmm. Um, there was golf discussion, Mariota discussion. Mm-hmm. We, what do you – just give me what your gut feel is right now. They will bring in a veteran. Okay. That's all I, I think needed. they will bring in a veteran. Because Wasn't they tried hard. to. Yeah. So I'm Wasn't not that hard. breaking anything. Look what they're doing. They're trying to get people. Um, when Martin could not – and I don't blame the kid from Detroit. I'm going Wes. Uh, um, Stafford. Yeah, with Stafford. Stafford Look, and Sean happen. together. Yeah, it'll, it'll happen. Uh, the Mariota thing, ah. That's the where, but his mobility impressed me so much. And um, I'd love to see our pocket move. I really would like to see our pocket move. And and and, and that it's just easier to block. Right. If we have dash, like we had dash with Joe and, um, it was, you know, sprint and dash, those were intricate parts of the offense. It just moves the aiming point. You know, these, these defensive people, if they know where you're going to be, it's hard to protect. And for me, the game that I go over and over is the Tampa game. They're the best. Their best player on defense didn't play, thank God. Yeah. So we were able to Devin, be Devin White, yeah. If if 45 oh, is on the field oh, when we play him, oh, carnage. It's carnage. <laughs> yeah. So I'm telling I mean, you. I, I, that's, I mean, I've said this many times to the people that think that Taylor Heineke proved that he's going to be an all-pro quarterback against Tampa, that Devin White didn't play. And if you watch Devin White, he was the best player on their defense. And as Doc just said, there would have been carnage. I don't know that it would have been the same offensive game from Washington nah. had Devin White been in the game. No, you can, you can pleasure yourself all you want. But <laughs> I'm telling you right now, Tampa ran. We could not stop the run. Your best player didn't play well in that game. I don't care what anybody okay. else says. Chase Young did not have a good game. Yeah, well, we lost. And yeah. we, it wasn't even close. I, I mean, know. the score, it wasn't embarrassing. See, this is the thing. Well, where it was I don't close. Want to, they lost by eight, and they had, to they had a chance. I don't, want to stay. I don't want to succumb to, oh, wow, we played well. No, we got gutted. Okay? And there's no way in the hell – you're going to be the team you cannot run the ball against and you cannot stop their run, okay? It toyed with us. And so yeah. So I'd rather 500, go into 507 yards they rolled up. I'd go into my offseason mm-hmm. exactly like the Ohio State Buckeyes did <laughs> when they lost to Clemson. And I'd have that on that wall. Every place you walk in that facility, as opposed to patting yourself on the back, I'd be looking at the fact that how we failed 
and then we can't wait to get back and get to ten and play Tampa. Five hundred. Then you got the eye of the tiger. Five hundred and seven yards. I don't care what anybody says yeah, about the defense. You. I came in here the next day. Yeah. You and I talked about it. The defense yeah. was massively improved. It, you, yeah. you cannot be an elite defense or be called an elite defense if you give up 31 points and 507 yards in a playoff game. Sorry. And, you know, and they know it, too. Yeah. They know it, too. It's just they, they from from what they came from yeah, with the quarterback was a massive situation, playing three people and yeah. one guy, and then Alex's contribution, and my goodness. Yeah. It's it's a movie. It's a movie in the making. Unfortunately, um, Tampa's the champion. All right, Dak and, uh, Prescott. Dak Prescott just signed. Uh, killed me. One of the most insane, you know, deals. This is another one. You know, Dallas. <laughs> Dallas. Dallas didn't have enough vision early on mm-hmm. to be aggressive in signing him a couple of years ago. This is the third off season that they've had negotiations with him. They should yeah. have wrapped him up in the first negotiation, and his deal would look super cheap right oh, now. Man, yeah. And this is where these teams make the mistake. But you know what? They weren't sure on Dak three years ago. Prescott, for those of you who haven't seen it, most of you have, a four-year, $160 million deal, $126 million guaranteed. His signing bonus was $66 million. Mm. That is the highest in NFL history. Mm-hmm. And he will get paid $75 million of the $126 million guaranteed in year one. They're going to be able to do some cap magic to make it a lower number in year one, but the bottom line is Dak Prescott, and I thought this would be the case. I did not think that Prescott was going anywhere. He's going to be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, um, and I believe, well, the odds makers, and you know I I look at a lot of the stuff they do, the Cowboys are now a prohibitive, a heavy favorite to win the NFC East. And by the way, I think they should be. What do you think of Prescott as a quarterback and the Cowboys with him next year? I love him. I I really do. Um, I was hoping that Jerry would continue to blow this deal to the point where he got out of there because he's so good. And he probably makes $20 million off the field being a Dallas Cowboy. Yeah. And he – any guy that makes what the average quarterback makes off the field, he makes it without even putting a helmet on – he was never leaving, but um, they did the right thing. They did the right thing. Uh, unfortunately, they missed the window because when their team was really good, and I mean really good, that whole line, whoo, my goodness. But unfortunately, the injuries, see, I'm not one. I don't want them hurt. I hate the fact that they had those injuries and they were decimated. Like, I want them full strength. You got to beat them full strength. And uh, that coming back, they got talent galore. I don't know how they stay under the cap. I mean, it's amazing the way they do it. They have a great eye for talent. Most of the people they pick can really play. And um, until late December and January, they're hard to beat. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know how, if you're being objective, you don't look at Dallas and see a team that could potentially win 11 or 12 games next year if they're healthy. First of all, last year they weren't healthy. They lost Zeke. Uh, they lost Dak. Um, and then their defense really got ravaged by injuries, and it wasn't very good, and it wasn't well coached. Look who coached. Yeah, Look Mike, what they did. Yeah, Mike Nolan was there, and now Dan Quinn's there. Dan Quinn can coach defense. Yeah, Dan Quinn. Yeah, and they, Dan I Quinn. always felt watching them last year healthy, you know, with Crawford 
Horford and Lawrence and you know Van Der Esch when he's oh, out there, and Jalen Smith and, and Alden Smith. They've got some speed and talent on defense, and man, do they have the playmakers on offense with Cooper and C.D. Lamb and mm-hmm. you know Gallup and 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 Zeke, and then that offensive line when it's healthy, it's really good. I but it was decimated though. I mean, they lost. Yeah, you decimated. can't lose three Pro Bowls no. and go right. Duh. Yeah, they they got. But then Dak covered it up. You didn't realize it until you had a guy or other people in there that didn't have his athleticism, awareness, and they were terrible. And uh, so I, I want him to come back. I'm hopeful that he's healthy, and I want to beat him with him. And then, then it's legit, uh, and I'll take it every day. Just to shut Clarence Goldsboro Jr. up. Well, so I, I think all of them. I think all of them are. They 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 know. If they didn't believe in Dak, they had to believe in him after he got hurt, because yeah. that team was not the same team nope. when he wasn't in there. And you know, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, Dak's just okay. He's not worth the money. Uh, look, is Prescott? Um, uh, Patrick Mahomes or no. Aaron Rodgers or no. Josh Allen or Deshaun no. Watson. I don't think no. he is, but I think he's really good. I do too. I, I think, think Russell Wilson's really, really, really good. Right. And I think he's a tier under, but he's in that second tier. And um, that second tier, well, the first tier maybe has five people in it, maybe. And uh, we play them all next year. You know oh yeah, right. no, we got a great schedule. I love it. <laughs> okay, you know yeah. when you put your mock out, uh-huh. I cannot. I've already said this to people. When you put drop your okay. mock this year, yeah, it's going to be the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life because <laughs> it, it is. Well, forget it is, the mock. Is, forget the mock. mock. When the schedule comes out now with the seventeenth game, they're yeah, going to face well, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, they're going to face Josh Allen. They're yeah. going to face love Justin him. Herbert in the AFC. Yeah, they're. They're going to face Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan in the NFC. And, oh, by the way, they're going to face Prescott twice, who is clearly the best quarterback in the division. I had – um, it wasn't Paulie. You didn't mention Danny Dimes? Are you off the Dimes? No, no, no. I like Daniel Jones, but he, but, okay. but, uh, but I'd take Prescott way over. I mean, Prescott's a better quarterback than oh, Daniel yeah. Jones. Um, I, somebody called in, some favorite of ours called in and said – uh, Prescott, you know, he's that that there are at least two teams. Um, he said we've got uh, in the division. He said we've got the worst quarterback situation. And I said, what? Jalen Hurts and Daniel Jones makes Washington situation the worst? I don't think so. What is clear though is Dak Prescott gives the Cowboys a legitimate reason to be prohibitive favorites in the division. They are an almost even money favorite to win the division. And the only other team that's a bigger favorite to win their division next year right now are the Kansas City Chiefs. That's yeah. it in the AFC West. The, 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 they look at the NFC East as weak. They look at it as a, as a division where three of the four teams don't have an answer, an obvious answer, a quarterback, and the Cowboys now do, and the Cowboys have all that talent on offense. Look, if they don't win 11 or 12 games and actually win a couple of playoff games this year, um, I don't know that they'll ever do it, um, and they probably won't. That happening, but, yeah, I do see them. Until they prove that they can get over the hump, I don't see it. Uh, the coordinator, you have the best back in the league, and and nobody know it. Yeah, you're not able to see it. That's on you. Yeah, Kellen Moore. That I mean, that that's Part on you. Yeah. Try, I mean, I just I, <clears throat> I don't. 
their problems are always with their staff, not the players. It's true. It's always with the staff because well, and their front it sounds office. Sounds like a guy is trying and the to owner. run the staff and the owner too from the owner's box. That's my point. Yeah, if he would let the football operation let Stephen run it yeah. and and go get on his boat and, and and go go to Europe, they'd be much better off. But that's never going to happen. It's never going to happen because he's got to have his hand in it. And he's the problem. All right. I know you're busy. I've kept you for a long period of time. You have clients. You have a lot of things going on. Yeah, I'm going to no, let I you get a, to I it. I have a phone in here. Just, um, you know how I, much I appreciate you coming on, and we'll do it again soon. Well, anytime, time, um, not that you need this is a hobby for you, but um, <laughs> yeah, right. to be able to help the family, man, that's, that's, that's what I do. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right, Thanks. Thank All you. Right. Bye-bye. The legend, everybody, Richard Doc walker uh always enjoy catching up with doc uh there's some breaking nfl news um and i'm going to comment on that because it deals with a player that i think many washington football fans had near or at the top of the list of players they wanted to go after in free agency and also um what jay gruden said on that podcast with me a few weeks ago about brandon sheriff and the comment that he made about the you know josh doxson and a guard uh i'll get to that right after i tell you about my bookie it's gearing up to be a great month for sports and by extension a great month to make some extra money with my bookie with march madness right around the corner my bookie's offering a shot at a share of ten thousand dollars with the my bracket contest and it's only a single dollar entry so a dollar in potentially 10,000 out there's a ton of NBA action on tap at my bookie there's plenty of UFC action and there's a lot of prop bet action something that I've talked about a lot and just to you know update everybody like on the odds of the NFC East division at my bookie right now and I mentioned the Cowboys have really moved up as a prohibitive favorite they're now essentially an even money favorite to win the NFC East Washington is at plus 400 a little bit behind the Eagles at plus 300 three to one four to one the Eagles three to one Washington four to one and then the Eagles are sitting there at about five to one. So um, these are the kinds of bets you can make if you have a really strong feeling right now about the NFC East or any of the NFL odds for the 2021 season. All of that stuff is available year round at my bookie. Now, if you sign up at my bookie using my promo code Kevin DC at mybookie.ag, they will match your first deposit halfway up to a thousand bucks. That's free cash credited to your account instantly on top of your deposit. So if you were to deposit deposit a thousand bucks, you will see available as your balance $1,500 immediately. Now you have to wager that money, but it gives you another $500 to play with. This is something that I've, I've said to many of you that even if you already have a site where you're betting, take the free money, take the free ability to wager with free money, a free 500 bucks. If you make a thousand dollar deposit, you know, a free $250. If you deposit 500 bucks, Um, And it's another place to comparison shop, point spreads, money lines, pricing, etc. The best part about MyBookie is you always have access to the action, whether you're at home or on the go. Visit the website online or on your phone at mybookie.ag. Use my promo code, KevinDC, to get that deposit bonus. Again, they'll match your first deposit halfway up to 1000 bucks. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. 
I remember, you know, your favorite line, and we used to use this as a drop on the show because it was funny the way you delivered it. In talking about two first-round picks, you said, you know, we got a guard and we got Josh. Um, were, do, you, do, you, do you remember? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Um, what, what What did you mean by that? Were you frustrated with the drafts? Uh, a little bit, you know. I, I, you want to maximize, especially when you have the top, you know, these top picks. You have maximize your first rounders, you know. And, and uh, love Brandon. Jeez, Brandon, he's been hurt. He got hurt for us a lot too. But Brandon was a good pick for us. We needed offensive line help, but. I think Scott thought he would beat out Morgan Moses at right tackle, and, and we found after uh, one day of rookie um, minicamp that we had to move him to guard because he couldn't play outside. So, But he's been a great pick for us. He's going to be a Pro Bowl. He's a Pro Bowl guard, all pro guard, and he's going to pay a lot of money. That was Jay Gruden with me a few weeks back. Um, if you never listened to that show, it was a good one. I had Jay Gruden on for about an hour and 25 minutes. You can find that in the past episodes, anywhere you get my podcast, and very easy to find at thekevinsheehanshow.com. Don't forget, uh, I've reminded you uh, of this recently. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe. It doesn't cost you anything. Um, it's really helpful for us if you're a subscriber rather than just somebody who goes and listens to it and finds it every once in a while. Um, if you subscribe to it, it's not going to take up any space. It doesn't cost you any money. It'll just get downloaded to your phone when it's over. Um, that really helps us and rate us and review us if you don't mind, um, as well. Uh, that's a big help to us that really the rating and reviewing drives the iTunes or Apple podcast rankings. And it just helps us, you know, sell the podcast. We have a lot of great sponsors, and we're always trying to get more. Um, and that's the stuff. That's the stuff that helps us. Um, and you know, if you're going to rate us, rate us five stars, please. <laughs> if you're going to review us, say something nice. Um, but those are the things that really help. And um, I appreciate uh, when you do that. Um, so a couple of things real quickly on what Jay Gruden said about Brandon Sheriff a few weeks back. I think it's really interesting, and I think that was a reveal that Scott McLuhan drafted him to be a right tackle. We all knew that he was drafted to be a tackle, and he thought for sure that he was going to replace uh, he was going to replace Morgan Moses, and Jay knew after one minicamp day that it wasn't going to happen. So, you know, drafting a guard at five overall is a, is a tough thing to do. Now, the guard position is important, and it's actually become more important in recent years as teams have realized that sometimes an interior pass rusher is more impactful than an exterior pass rusher. Aaron Donald, an obvious example of that. Keep in mind when Washington played the Rams in October, uh, Aaron Donald, you know, feasted on Washington, had one of the best days of his career. Brandon Sheriff did not play in that game, um, but I, uh, you know, my 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 take on it isn't going to change. I just wouldn't tag a guard. I wouldn't tag Brandon Sheriff, who's missed all those games. I just feel like the second tag means that he's got one year left here. He doesn't have any incentive now to so- to sign a long-term deal. Um, and there's always the possibility, and I remember discussing this when we talked about Kirk Cousins You know, with that second tag. I wanted them to trade him prior to the 2017 season. And a tag and trade, you know, is a possibility. You know, if Washington said, hey, um, we want more time to try to to create a long-term deal with you, Brandon, and Brandon says, yeah, no, I'll take the 18 million bucks um, in year two and become a free agent next year. 
Um, well, if it's more than that, and Brandon just sees himself maybe somewhere else and not in this organization, and they can find a trade partner that will also give him a long-term contract extension, because nobody's going to trade for him and pay him $18 million bucks for one year. But like with Kirk prior to the 2017 year, the idea was to trade him to San Francisco. They would have given him the long-term deal, and they would have given Washington a first-round pick, number two overall, more likely than not. Um, so would you, what would you get for Sheriff? You wouldn't get a first rounder, not with that injury history. You wouldn't, and not for the, for the position either. Could you get a second? Possibly. He was a first team all pro, you know, that gave him more leverage. It also potentially gives the team a little bit more leverage. If this is about a tag and trade, I don't think it's about that. I think they want him to play for him next they, they want him to play for them he's he's a big part of what Ron Rivera wants in the culture and they're hoping to get a long-term deal struck and there's always the possibility and this is what I always said about Cousins going into 2017 that somehow they have a great year a great team year and he wants to stay and be a part of it and so that even after 20 you know uh even after 2021 next year maybe he goes into free agency but because it was such a good year and such a, a great year with the team Maybe he does have interest in staying here and re-signing here. But my guess is if he plays on the tag in 2021, he's not going to be here in 2022. And my guess is now he's going to play on the tag because why would he take a long-term deal unless it was significant guaranteed money when he can get the same deal a year from now? The risk is health. Uh, un- understood the risk is he gets injured and there's no big long-term deal there to be had and he has been injury uh, he's been injury prone but the net of it is he collects 18 million this year for one year he bests his 15 from a year ago which was the top uh, paid guard in the league and next year you know barring significant injury he gets a chance to sign that long-term deal with 35 40 45 million of guaranteed money uh that's what i think is going to happen um, anyway, uh, the breaking news as we are finishing up this podcast today um, is that the Buccaneers are going to tag Chris Godwin. Um, I'm going to be very interested between now and the end of the day, and we'll have more on this tomorrow. Um, I'm going to be interested to see how many teams tag guys. By the way, there was this thought that the tag deadline could get extended because the actual cap number hasn't been finalized. But Mike Jones did report from USA Today that the final tag uh, you know, number is going to be finalized here shortly today. Um, but Chris Godwin was a target for a lot of you in terms of receivers. Allen Robinson, Godwin, Galladay. You know, for me, maybe Corey Davis, if we're looking maybe a, a lower level guy, although I think Davis after that year is going to get a big deal also. Um, but the Buccaneers want Godwin and Brady wants Godwin. There's no doubt about that. I think it's interesting because Godwin is really good, but my God, did he drop balls at the end of the season? How many balls did he drop in the game, in the playoff game against Washington? I think it was four. I think there were four drops in that game. And then the following week against New Orleans in a game they won, he had another drop or two. And he's not a drop guy career-wise, but he really did drop some balls in in the postseason. Um, in fact, I'm reading something right now that his drop percentage is one of the lowest in the NFL over the last two years. But he had a bunch of uh, drops in the postseason, especially here against Washington. 
Uh, so take Chris Godwin off the list of potential free agent targets. Um, he's a pure slot, no doubt. I think Curtis Samuel will be a guy they go after. I think Kadarius Tony Tony is not out of the realm, even though it's a receiver in the first round. Um, I think Allen Robinson, it wouldn't surprise me if he gets tagged before the end of the day. Who knows? Maybe it's happened already. Um, you know, and Kenny Galladay, if he has a choice, I'm sure he'd love to join Matt Stafford in LA. Uh, the big name receivers, Robinson, Galladay, Godwin are either going to be tagged or going to end up elsewhere. I think even a guy like Robinson, if he's not tagged, is going to choose somewhere where he thinks he can win and put up big numbers. Remember, as long as your quarterbacks are Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen, is as bullish as you may be on either one of them right now, um, it doesn't mean that the league and receivers who have a choice are going to feel the exact same way. All right, uh, have a great day. Back tomorrow.